0: Okay, good morning. It's great to be here. Quite a few students here. 850? Largest crowd I'll be speaking to. Well, excuse me, I've got a quick meeting to go to and I'll be right back. Come in. Good morning, Gabriel. Were you able to schedule a meeting with me? For me, with Adam, Noah, Moses, Joshua, Jeremiah, Joseph, the Apostle Paul, Deborah and Esther? Yes, I was. They're waiting for your arrival at King David's mansion. Gabriel, what is that wonderful sound outside? John, that is the choir singing praises to God over another individual on earth who has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Let's go out outside and listen. For we all rejoice. And sing when God, when a new member is born into God's family, giving God honor and glory for the great things He's doing on earth. There's a continual activity here in heaven. John, look over there at the pearly gates. There's the choir singing "Amazing Grace," rejoicing over another believer entering into his final resting place. Well, let's go and see Adam, Noah, Moses, and the rest. They're waiting to see you. Now, we're going to take a right onto Golden Avenue, and then a left on King David's Drive. His house is the third on the right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... John from Career Information Incorporated, the Career Information Counseling Ministry on Earth. Well, thank you, Gabriel, for all your help. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor to be here with you all. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to meet with you and discuss a major issue which the master's students are facing on Earth. There are major changes taking place, major changes occurring in the economic, political, and social landscape on Earth as we race towards a global marketplace and the 21st century. Changes that are impacting today's employment and tomorrow's career opportunities. Changes which are producing uncertainty and the basic assumption of who we are, our careers, and job security. Therefore, as the master students face these changes, ladies and gentlemen, do you have any recommendations in helping them to deal with these changes? And as the master students and servants seek to prepare for the changing and uncertain world we live in, John, yes, Moses, it is essential first to lay a foundation, a solid foundation by gaining a proper and realistic perspective and view of ourselves, our careers, in the changing world you live in. To lay that foundation of understanding, master students and servants should review and understand the following three important C's three important C's what are they Moses first the first C is creator remember John as I wrote in the the epistles for by Christ all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by Christ and for Christ he is before all things, and all things hold together. Therefore, as the master students prepare for an uncertain and changing world, their security, as well as yours, should be based in the unchanging creator. Good point, Paul, good point. Creation proclaims the glory of Christ's work. That's true, King David. The heavens declare his glory. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day by day they pour forth speech. Night by night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language that their voice is not heard. Their voices go out into all the earth. The words to the end of the world. As we serve him, our career ministry should be an act of worship and praise to the creator. Okay, what's the second seed? The second seed is creation. John, there are two major parts to God's creation. What do you mean Paul Moses first do you remember in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth yeah well the physical earth is part of creation in which we live in the second part of creation is mankind so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female. He created them. Man who lives and has been given responsibility to manage God's wonderful creation. But you know, Moses, man has done a terrible job, a real poor job. Each individual who was created by God has been created as a unique individual, one of a kind. Each one here in this room is one of a kind. There's no one else like you around. Remember reading in my book, Psalms 139? Yeah. Kind of let's review it, John. Oh Lord, have you you have searched me? You have searched us. Have you known us? You have known when we sit down and when we rise up. You perceive our thoughts from afar off. You discern our going out and our lying down. You are familiar with all our ways. Before a word is on our tongue, you know it completely. O Lord, you hem us behind and before. You've laid your hand upon us. For such knowledge is too wonderful for us, too lofty for me to attain. For you created our inmost being. You knit us together in our mother's Womb. We praise you because you were, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. We know that full well. Our frames were not hidden from you when we made in the secret place. When we were together in the depths of the earth, you saw our unformed bodies. All the days ordained for us were written in your book before one of them can be how precious to us are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. Were we to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Were we, O oh God, you have created us, each one of us, as unique and special individuals with specific missions to accomplish on earth. I believe that is true, David, for the master students and servants. Finding one's niches and roles in God's creation is each one of our own responsibilities. Well, I agree with that, David. When I think of each individual in this room, I think of the various accomplishments which God has achieved through each one of you. For example, we would not be able to name the animals if it wasn't for you, Adam. Moses we would not have the Ten Commandments if God didn't give it through you. Where would the nation of Jew, the Jewish nation be today if it was not for your leadership, Moses and Joshua, and taking God's people from the land of Egypt to the Promised Land? Joseph, where would the civilization be if it were not for your leadership during the seven years of famine in Egypt? I strongly believe that God wants to accomplish great things in his students' and servants' lives. But you know, the problem I my face on earth is the majority of students and servants in the body of Christ don't have a clue what careers to prepare for, let alone their vocational interests, the natural gifts, and abilities, and their values, which plays a major role in finding one's place in today's global marketplace. Moses, would you believe that 95% of the students who graduate from college wander in the wilderness in the global marketplace, wondering where they should be? Okay, let's move on to the third seat, Creations Managers. John, who did God put in charge of managing the world? Well, Adam, all of us. You're right. God blessed us and said to us, Be fruitful and increase in numbers. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds, and over the earth. I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They'll be yours for food. And to all the beasts on the earth, and all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move on the earth, everything, everything that has breath in it, I give to you to man. John, for you see, Christians, creation's managers, has been made a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned with honor and glory. He made us rule over the works of His hands. He's put everything under our feet. What a tremendous, tremendous blessing and honor God bestowed on us, King David. Yes, Paul. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Paul, that is a wonderful truth. How does one find their niche and roles in God's creation? First, John, you need to know your unique design. How did God put you together? What is your abilities, values, interests? Then, once you've discovered unique design, then you can effectively prepare for the niches and places God has for you and effectively deal with the changes occurring in what you call the global marketplace. That's true. It requires careful and thoughtful life and career planning and preparation. Remember what was written in the book I wrote in verse 29 and 11? Sure do, Jeremiah. I sure do. God says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But wait a minute, Jeremiah. That's a good reminder. But doesn't, does that mean there will be no difficult times? Oh, definitely not. It is the difficult times in life which forces us to get closer to God and depend on Him to carry us through the, those troublesome times and situations. But, John, remember, remember, there are times we bring difficulties upon ourselves because we don't obey God or even think through what God's will is. Also, John, whatever you do in your vocation, what you call the global marketplace, work it out with it all your heart as not a work, as working for the Lord, not as men pleases, since you know that you will receive and inheritance from the Lord. It is Christ that you are serving. What are you saying, Paul? Is that our ultimate supervisor is our Heavenly Father? You got it. Therefore, we should be wise stewards of the talents and time that God has given us in your life and careers. Your career should be an outgrowth of who you are. Your God-given uniqueness, abilities, and interests. You wouldn't expect me to be a doctor. Moses would question, no. Because God didn't prepare you to be a doctor. He prepared you to be a leader. Ladies and gentlemen, John Stott made a statement, which is very important and unique. Observation about what you all have just said about our ministry in the marketplace. He said the fact that creation and cultivation, nature and culture, raw material and craftsmanship Belong together, as Martin Luther said. God even milks the cows through us. This concept of divine-human collaboration applies to all honorable work. God has so ordained it, ordered it, like it on earth, that the earth depends on us. And John, we all agree with that statement. Another of the master servants stated that work is God's self-expression. Yet he has designed us to participate in it with him. His image in us insists on being expressed through our work in the marketplace. Our own self-expression. It is an opportunity to labor with God in his creation to exalt him by expressing his image in the world. Our work ought to be a reflection of God's character, God's perfect and holy character. Fulfillment in your careers begins with a vital relationship with the Creator. Only the person who's dependent and deeply related to the Creator God has the potential of fulfilling Thorin's dream to live deliberately So that when it comes to die, you don't feel like you've never really lived at all. Or do I strongly believe that our career should be not worth of who we are and our God-given abilities and interests. Again, John, we concur with that statement. Our career should be an expression of who we are and our mission God has for us here today. And the mission God has for each believer currently on earth. It is sad to say that 85% of those in the marketplace are wrong careers. In today's complex and changing marketplace. The average person changes career three to five times, Moses. But wait a minute, John. That's nothing new under the sun. All of us in this room... Didn't just have one career. Can you remember what the Master did when he was on earth? And what we all did on earth? Well, yeah, Jesus was carpenter, teacher, evangelist, healer. Okay. Adam, you were the first manager of Eden, first zoologist, architect, and farmer. Okay. Noah, you were the first shipbuilder farmer and preacher Joseph, you were a shepherd you know, a slave convict and ruler Moses, boy you had a career, a prince shepherd, leader of Israel lawgiver, recorder and author okay. Joshua, you were a military leader special assistant to Moses Deborah, you are a pre- prophetess and a judge Esther, you were, Exodus' wife, and the queen of Persia. You're right. That's an excellent point. It's like the old statement there's nothing new under the sun. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are all in God's workers of Hall of Fame. And being such in the Hall of Fame gives us on earth the opportunity to learn from your lives and contribution to God's wonderful creation, and his goal for his creation. But are there any specific lessons we can learn from it? There are. Adam, what can we learn from you? Well, John, the key important lesson you can learn from my life is that you have to accept responsibility, and take responsibility for your life and career. And decisions. You cannot blame others for your failures. Remember who I blame for sinning? It's the wife you gave me. But God said to me, don't eat of that tree. Get that point, John? Joseph, what lesson can we learn from you in your life? I believe to acknowledge God does not always protect us from difficult times. But he cares for us in spite of those difficult times. And being obedient to him while going through those difficult times is a lifelong commitment. I was in the palace and I was in prison. My commitment was to serve him in the palace and in prison. And with God's help comes through those troublesome times Become close to the God, mature fellow followers of our master. John, where do you think I was close to the God? In the palace or in prison? Palace? No, in the prison, because I was all alone. Paul, what can we learn from your life? To respond biblically to the events and circumstances of our lives and careers, realizing with God's help, any situation can be used for good that is what you learn from my life remember all things work out for good to those who love him love our master Moses the key lesson from your life John it is critical to understand that God does his greatest work through frail people he prepares never give excuses why he can't do anything Remember, I can't speak. Yeah, I remember that, Moses. If God calls you to a mission, he has equipped you to successfully complete that mission. What is the definition of success? I believe the definition of success is being faithful with the resources and responsibility that God has given you so that when we enter the pearly gates in his presence, he says, Well done, my faithful servant come into my kingdom. But wait a minute. You need to know what your resources is before you know your responsibilities. You need to know what God has given you. Abilities, natural gifts, and abilities before you can carry out the responsibilities. Correct. Seeking God's correction and guidance in these challenging times in our lives and career is a lesson we learn. From um, Deborah's that example, that's true. Understanding God as a purpose for all situation, which he places us in, and carefully planning is vital to any successful situation, career, is the key example from your life, Esther. Am I right? You got it, John. Joseph, there is another lesson I think we can learn from your life. If I'm correct. Yes, John? We need to accept God does not waste our time and talents. For he will use our past and present experiences so that we may serve him in the future and under God's direction accomplish impossible tasks. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for your tremendous insight. Our time together was very beneficial. I realize... And appreciate your sharing with me your thoughts and wisdom. As students and servants of the Master, we can learn a lot from your examples and to avoid those mistakes that you've made. Right, Adam? Right. Gable is here to take you back to earth. Thank you for coming. It it was a pleasure meeting you, John. To meet again, may the Master bless you and the fellow believers on earth. And as they and you seek your place in the marketplace, in what you call the global marketplace, John, we will all be making a left on Kings Boulevard, a right on Golden Avenue. The gate to lead you back to earth is straight ahead. Wait, but can not I stay? It's so beautiful here, so peaceful. The sky is so blue, it's so restful. No, John, the master still has some work for you to accomplish on earth. Well, thank you, Gabriel, for all your kind help and assistance in arranging the meeting with those fine individuals. The great servant of God. Till we meet again, goodbye.